Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Chronically Mom podcast. I am your host, Michelle Pickens. I'm the creator of chronicallyblonde.com. I am a mom of two navigating life and motherhood with Crohn's disease. I am a patient advocate for both IBD and mental health. And through this podcast, my goal is really to empower, educate, and connect people within this community. Uh, We also like to keep it a little lighthearted, too, maybe have some laughs along the way. Um, because that's how, that's how I do things. So thank you for listening today. If this is your first podcast episode, uh, of Chronically Mom, welcome. Um, I appreciate the support and I appreciate all of you guys listening. All right. So today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about a topic that I brought up on Instagram stories and so many people said that they could relate. It is traveling as a mom and traveling with IBD or really any chronic illness, um, the mental load that comes with that. And how do you manage that? So we're just going to chat about it. Um, It's funny because I've been slowly noticing this over the years, but never had a title for it until I started hearing the term mental load, seeing that on Instagram, just from a lot of mom accounts that I follow. I'm like, yes, this, this is it. But the funny thing is it wasn't just when I became a mom that this happened. Like obviously now I have more people that I'm responsible for. So it it is more uh, obvious, but when I was traveling with my husband before and before we were married even, I was always the one who really took on the planning and packing and schedule keeping responsibilities. So I, it's not everyone, not, not everyone who's a mom or everyone who is, you know, in a primary caregiver role is this way. I know for me, I'm definitely extremely type A. I'm a control freak. So I gravitate towards being the planner even more. Um, But I think a lot of the times it does fall on moms, um, especially when they're traveling with kids. But I remember one time my husband and I were traveling together. It was before we were married. It was one of the first times that that we had traveled together. We were coming back from um, a cruise and I was packing everything before a flight home. And I was like, Hey, can you figure out somewhere to put our cosmetics? Like I had a bag set of like all of our shower stuff, perfume, makeup, whatever. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. So we get to the airport. I'm like thinking nothing of it. We check our bags and then we're going through security and they're like, you, you cannot bring any of this through. And I'm like, Oh my God, he packed our cosmetic stuff in his carry-on bag and I was so upset they had to throw everything away and obviously like he was really upset at that point too like we weren't married yet we were still dating and he was like mortified and like running to the store when we got home to like replace my stuff I'm like oh don't even worry about it but it's funny because after that I'm like okay this is what happens when I try and like delegate someone else doing this work. And it's nothing against him. It's just in my mind, I'm like, okay, it's easier if I do it myself. And ever since that moment, I've pretty much done all of the packing for 
our family. Um, and then especially now with kids, I do that too. Um, it's so much more to remember when you have kids. It's not just about, okay, what am I going to wear? Do I have, you know, sunscreen for myself? It's all the little like incidental things. Um, do you have medication for them? Do you have Tylenol, Benadryl? Do you have a thermometer in case they get sick? Because you know, if you don't bring a thermometer, chances are they're going to get sick. Um, down to things like for babies, the you need the stroller, you need to figure out the car seat situation. Um, with McKenna, this time we're running into not being able to find her formula down where we're going potentially. So bringing her formula, bringing her diapers and wipes because she's so sensitive. Um, and it, it's a lot. And, I, and I've had this conversation um, with like other women, other moms in my life. And I know that I'm not the only one that experiences this. Uh, it's interesting because when when Matt and I have talked about it, he is kind of shocked at the amount of things that go into preparing for a vacation. Um, he has said, yeah, I appreciate you doing this, but I don't think he understood fully to the extent until I really shared with him hey, here are all the things that go through my mind. I think of all of the scenarios that could happen that we might need things for. I uh, look at each day and figure out what we're going to need when we're leaving the house to try and organize it in our in our packing so that it is a more seamless experience um, for us and, and it's easier when we get there. So he didn't realize until I was sharing that with him like how much time and effort really goes into packing and planning for the vacation. So one thing that I would say is share this with your partner. I, for a long time, didn't share with him because I was super resentful of it. I'm like, I have to do this. I can't believe no one else is helping me with this. But it was really me bringing that on myself because I wouldn't want anyone else to help me with it. I'm a control freak. And really what I just wanted is someone to say, oh my God, thank you so much. You did so much work. This packing system that you created is phenomenal. And I'm so glad we got to the airport on time and everyone has snacks, including my husband, for the plane. Um, so I, once I started to realize that that's what I needed, I didn't need someone to do it. I needed the uh, words of affirmation. Then... It started to get better because my husband started to give me words of affirmation and now I don't resent the packing situation or the planning situation as much. Now, that doesn't take away the fact that there still is a ton of mental load that is on me with this um, and on a lot of moms. And I have come up with a couple tips that have helped me um, just over the years be able to streamline things a little bit more and be able to rely on other people to help once we're on vacation. Um, one of the things just in my running my house in general and taking care of the kids in general is there's so many things that just like live up in my head that I know and I assume sometimes that other people in my life, whether it's, um, you know, Matt or someone helping out with the kids, I just assume that they know these things too. And they don't because I haven't shared them. And that's on me for not communicating that. So I try and think, okay, how can I basically idiot proof this? Not that the people 
that are helping me are idiots. But how can I make this so simple that I can ask anyone for help and I won't need to pause in the moment and explain? So here's an example. I plan everyone's outfits for our trips. And for this upcoming trip, we're going to Disney World. So if you've been to Disney World, if you've been to Disney with kids, you know that it is a process getting out of the hotel every morning, making sure that you have everything that you need for the day, um, the changes of clothes, potentially just you, you need all the things. So I am I've, I've planned out outfits for everyone for the day. So I'm packing in separate little Ziploc bags, everyone's outfit, the kids' outfits for the day, along with a note card that says what day they're wearing it and the list of the items that are in there and what shoes are going with it. So that in the morning, um, where we have my sister-in-law with us too, um, that's helping out. So if I say, hey, I'm getting ready or I'm getting one of the kids ready, can you go grab Maddox's day three outfit and get him dressed? Then it is seamless. They have everything that they need there and it doesn't take any extra work from me and my brain to have to communicate that. It's already communicated, already done. And that's one less thing that I have to um, have that, that pressure to think about when I'm on the trip. Another thing is, I know I mentioned with Disney, getting out of the house, having all the things that you need. I have no cards for every day. I have it planned down to like what park we're going to, um, what reservations of food reservations we have. So every day before we leave the house, we have a checklist for the diaper bag slash backpack. Um, so it's not just me who has to get the diaper bag ready. I feel like at home, usually it is me because the list of what we need lives in my head and it's just second nature now the uh, wipes the formula the sanitizer the extra clothes like you know it all if you're the one who packs the diaper bag you, you get it um but i i'm on vacation too i don't want to be the one who always has to pack the diaper bag so by having these tools in place i can actually ask other people to help me and i can feel confident that it is going to be done the way that I would do it. Um, it also makes it easier from the feedback that I've gotten from people around me um, because they they know how to help because a lot of the times they know my husband says like, I want to help, but I don't give him a way to help. I'm just like, no, 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 I'm doing it. I got it. I got it myself. So this was really helpful. So traveling with kids is one thing. Uh, traveling with IBD is another thing and traveling with those two things mixed together, it can definitely uh, throw a little wrench in your plans sometimes. So I've shared before uh, posts on um, tips for traveling with Crohn's, um, tips for Disney specifically with Crohn's, um, but this is the first time that we are going with two kids to Disney World. Um, before when we have traveled, we, we haven't traveled at all with, with two kids, Um Matt and I traveled a decent amount um, before we had kids and I feel like I got into a really good rhythm of knowing my body, knowing when I needed to rest, being able to um, kind of limit the stress and the change while I was on vacation so that I could enjoy it and then be active and then not have a full on 
Crohn's flare, hopefully. Um, with kids, it's definitely more difficult because you don't have that downtime. I think the number one tip that I've given in like all of my previous posts about traveling is like, give yourself downtime. Don't run yourself ragged. Uh, you know, make sure that you have nap time built in. But with kids, like that is not always the case. So I'm trying to hold myself accountable to having daily rests when they're resting with Disney World especially it is really overwhelming you want to go and do everything possible I am setting our expectations very low the bar the bar is set low I'm like if we make it into the park every day and do a couple things that's fine because I don't want to keep pushing us to do stuff if the kids aren't feeling it or if I'm not not feeling great I would rather have us be at the pool or even back at the room taking a nap and feeling okay for the other stuff that we're doing instead of really just like pushing us to go 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 so that's kind of my mentality going into this trip um for Disney specifically they have some mother's rooms that I'm really excited to check out I haven't um I haven't been to them yet originally when we were going to take Maddox to the parks when he was really little um I had looked them up um but now we'll we'll have McKenna there and I apparently they're great that you can change diapers in there pump in there feed the baby in there um so I I'll be posting about that if if they're if they're good I'll give you guys the inside scoop um but another thing um specifically for Disney and specifically with people for people with Crohn's disease or IBD, um, disabilities in general, they do have, um, a disability pass. So this is a pass where I won't go into like the specific Disney terminology of it, but if, basically if, if you have a travel agent that you're working with, or you can contact Disney directly, um, if you explain to them your concern with waiting in line. So for me, obviously with Crohn's, I, don't know what I'm going to need to be near a bathroom. And if you are in a three hour line, you can't get out and go to the bathroom and come back. So this pass allows you to basically virtually wait in line. So it's not like you're skipping the line or anything like that, but you would go ahead, see what the wait time is, and then they give you a time to return. Um, So I've done this for the past couple of or past few Disney trips that we've been on. And it's been a really big game changer for me. Um, before I would just not go on certain things that had long lines because I knew like I cannot stand in that line. I know I cannot commit to being away from the bathroom for that long. Um, so this is this has been a game changer. You can um, either go right to guest services when you get to a Disney park, or I like to do it online. Um, it's takes a little bit of time there's just like a little bit of a wait but then you get on talk to Disney cast member and you are able to just add that add that pass to your account um and they're they're really friendly and all you have to do is explain to them your concern um there's no like specific medical information that you need to give them um but I always, for me, I always have a doctor's note that I carry around with me. Um, this is for airlines too. So on, I, we usually fly Southwest, um, but really on any airline, I um, try and make sure that I'm sitting near a bathroom. Most of the times on other airlines, you're picking your seat ahead of time, but Southwest, you don't. And with the different boarding groups, um, 
you're not always like guaranteed where you're going to be able to sit, even if you check in immediately when, when you're able to. So I found this out from someone else in the IBD community that you can request to board early for disability boarding so that you can sit near a bathroom. Um, so I go up to the Southwest desk when I, uh, when I arrive at our gate, I let them know I need to register for disability boarding. Um, they don't specifically ask for your condition or your doctor's note, but I always say it and provide it anyway, just because I, you know, it, it's weird when you guys know this, when you don't have like a, a visible disability, because I don't want people to think that I'm like taking advantage of the system or like faking something. Um, so I, a lot of the times I go like over the top and explaining what's going on. And they're probably like, ma'am, we do not need to hear that you're about to shit your pants on a Southwest flight. Um, but that's always, <laughs> that's just me. Um, so I let them know, hey, I have Crohn's disease. I need to be sitting near a restroom. Can I board early with disability boarding? So they changed my boarding pass. Um, and when I've had Maddox, I've been able to, to bring him on the flight with me, um, early we sit down, we get settled and I make sure to ask, um, based on the plane that we're flying, where the bathrooms are located. Um, so depending on the size of the plane, you know, there's a different amount of bathrooms, but sometimes they have them back of the plane, front of the plane. Um, and that, that way I just can know and have a game plan going in when I am boarding. So this has been really helpful, um, sitting near the restroom on the plane has helped my anxiety so much because I remember even days in the days when I was traveling alone, if I would be on a flight and I'm like in a window seat and I'm like, oh my God, I feel so sick. I have to get up, climb over these two people, ask them like to move because I am about to like throw up, uh, yeah, not fun. And the, a lot of anxiety around that. So knowing now that I am able to position myself in a spot that is comfortable for me and my needs, it's a big game changer. So definitely do that if you can. And if you think that would be helpful for you. Okay, so a couple hacks that I love for traveling um, specifically in Disney World, we've done these things. Instacart is, I feel like it's so obvious, but sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't hit you. And now it's part of my routine when we get there. So with Maddox, when we first started traveling with him, we knew, okay, we're, I'm not bringing a whole big thing of diapers and wipes down. So immediately when we get there, we're Instacarting diapers, Instacarting wipes. We got milk for him, um, picked specific snacks um for them to deliver and then snacks for me that I'm comfortable with so I if there's something specific that I really want I will make sure to pack that in my bag um but most of the times you can you can find them um down there on whatever grocery store you're shopping through Instacart um and that way you have your own um snacks to to bring with you that, that you're comfortable with Another thing that you can do, I know that you could do this specifically at Disney resorts. I'm not sure about other places. You have to like call and double check because I don't want you to do this and then freak out at me if it doesn't work. But 
at Disney Resorts, you can have Amazon packages delivered there. Some places they do charge, I believe it's $4 a day to hold it. Um, but I've had things shipped there before. Um, even like halfway through a trip, I'll get something primed to the resort. Um, sometimes it's like snacks for the kids or I forgot like the hydration packets that I use. I did that. So know that that is another option. We try and do whatever we possibly can to avoid renting a car when we go because I don't want to deal with the car seats. Um, and I also just hate driving. So being on vacation, having to drive, it's not for me. It's not for me. Um, this time we are just logistically wise. We have to have a car for a little bit and we have to bring car seats. So we're, we're going through that. Um, but usually if you stay on Disney property, you're able to just really seamlessly travel everywhere through Disney's public transportation and you do not need, uh, you do not need car seats. So that is the goal to basically not have to drive to any store, have everything <laughs> delivered to us. And I just budget that in when we're when we're looking at our um, our overall vacation budget. And it's been really helpful. So yes, these are good tips and all, but let's go back to the mental load piece of it because yeah, these are good tips, but, you're the one who is going to have to implement them. And it's frustrating, but you have to think, is there something that you can delegate? Is there something that you trust someone else in your traveling party to do? If it's placing the Instacart order, if it is making sure that the diapers are going to be delivered to the resort that you're staying at, or arranging the rental car, figuring out the, um, the transportation from the airport, all those different things, you have to figure out what your comfort level is with the people that you're traveling with and your own ability to let let go of control um so for me I have realized that it sometimes will stress me out more to have to ask for people to do things or, or kind of delegate these tasks so instead of delegating them I do them but then I ask for a rest period so it's like hey I'm doing this stuff I'm I'm keeping things moving for the family but I need once we get to the airport a half hour period where I can not even a half hour it's usually like 15 minutes where I can grab a coffee listen to a podcast and like sit there and breathe and calm down for for a couple minutes because I am on an adrenaline high from packing everyone getting us ready to go. Um, so that's actually something that my, my therapist had recommended to me and I never even thought to do that before. And now it's kind of a, a part of our, our routine. Um, and I know something else that helps me kind of set the tone for my day is I love when I'm getting ready in the morning. Like I love doing my makeup. I love doing my hair. Um, and that's why I, had made it so I can kind of delegate some of those morning tasks, like helping get the kids ready, because I love having that time for myself where I can enjoy myself and get get on a good note to start the day. Um, and my husband knows that, Matt knows that, so he makes it work for me as much as possible. Um, so it really goes back to the communication piece. I sucked at communicating what I needed, especially 
when I was feeling resentful, but I've been working on it. And in travel, travel with kids, you definitely need to do that. All right, so obviously none of these tips are totally foolproof. You still have to protect your own mental health, do what you need to do to relax, to take a step back. Nothing on the trip, no rides that you're going to go on, destinations that you're going to go to are worth your mental health or sending you into a IBD flare, anything like that. So I am repeating this over and over again here to hopefully instill that message of myself for this trip too. I will let you guys know how it goes. There will still be an episode next week, even though I will be gone and you can keep up with all of our travels in live real time on my Instagram at chronically blonde. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) 